Thanks for downloading this show from PC1. Before we get rolling, here's a word from one of the folks who helped bring you this podcast. The following program is a PodcastOne.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh-huh. Okay, 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 back again, back again. Annabelle loves my intro, Lauren loves my intro. Today we have an exciting show. We're back with the lovely Annabelle from Adderall and Compliments. Hi. Hi. And we have the bare naked cucumber. Hi. I'm just following what she said. I'm going to... Taylor just put about 40 cinnamon Altoids in his mouth before we got started, so if you hear clicking and clacking, those are Taylor's Altoids. Well, he's ner- a little nervous. The last time we had Annabelle on the show, he proceeded to hit on her the entire time, and since then, you know, it's we're, we're going to get into it and hear the story. I'm a little more confident this time, though. Yeah, well, it's the Altoids. Whoa. It's the mints. Uh, you just blew cinnamon in Annabelle's eyes, and she can't see now. It is like pepper spray coming from his mouth, and it's very strong. Well, I mean, he ate pretty much the whole box, you know, and um, maybe you got to suck back some of that drool you've been salivating everywhere. It's like those orange Tic Tacs that are really good. You just keep eating them. I, I think every, anybody who's ever had a Tic Tac knows the orange ones are the ones that you can eat the whole time. You eat the whole case in minutes. So it's been two minutes. If you pop that right now, you're off. Yeah. So that's Sorry. me. I had to stop him from you're putting another one. He's getting nervous. He wants to make sure his breath's all right. We got it. Your breath's good. Okay. So, like, bring us up to date. You guys went on two dates, and everyone's wanting to know, like, the whole lowdown. Taylor, you got to let Annabelle talk, though. You can't just jump in and say it was great because Annabelle might not agree. We've heard your side of the story. Yeah, we story. know your side. Annabelle, did you ever listen to that side of the story? Did you ever listen to that podcast where he described the dates? Which one? The one where I was cheating or... Yeah, the, the one where he th- he said you were cheating. Yeah. Okay, yes, I did. Yes, I did hear that one. I would like to clear that up. Yeah. Taylor, um, I actually don't want you to talk for like okay. most of the time because I, I, I need to hear <laughs> the I other side this of this. in my mouth? Yeah. yeah, as long as you're not clicking your lips. So I was shocked to hear that. Um... It was the only game I did win, and he claims that I cheated at it because I was blocking, was it the goal? What is it? The slot? The slit? That sounds, the slit's such a gross <laughs> word. I don't know like what the what the term is for air hockey pocket. He, he's not allowed to talk because he'll clock his mitt. So he said that I cheated because I just guarded it the whole time and I didn't move the paddle. What he neglected to tell you was that how many Slurpees and child's hands have been on that table so it was the stickiest thing in the entire world where my paddle, even if I tried to move it, it would not move. So he had his minty hands all over there too. So yeah, it was just like smudge. I mean, I've never been around more children in my life than at Dave and Buster's. <laughs> was it fun? It was so much fun. It was like one of the most fun things I've ever done. Certainly the, the most fun I've ever had on a date. Wow, Taylor. High praise. Can I speak now? Yeah, you can. Do well, you have a mint in your I was going to say... I don't want to hear one since, mint click. Since we're talking about Dave & Buster's and it has to do with games, I would say it was very reminiscent of, of Donkey Kong on top of that thing throwing the barrels down because she was... I was like Mario trying to get up the... But so not, not that you wait, look wait, like you're, you're, King what? Kong. You're, not you're, like you look like Donkey Kong. Are you Kong, comparing that's not your I'm, date to Donkey Kong now? Because you're you're losing points by the second. I can even be Princess Peach. I can even be anything. Yeah, give her no, some. because Donkey Kong in the original Donkey Kong, where Mario first appeared, he he has princess, and he basically throws these barrels. All right, down you're the going side. down a yeah, real. It's a t- look it up. Wait, am I, I the mean. barrel or the yeah or Ooh, the? Uh, you're the, the gorilla that holds the princess. Okay, the gorilla. Because okay. you're like basically like you have to get by me. So 
Not that you look like. So I want to like I want to like pump the brakes here and go like and step on the the gas as hard as I can to go in reverse for a second because I need to I need to get everybody caught up and I want to get caught up. So you came on the show a few months ago. Yes. We had a lot of fun. Taylor was hitting on you the entire time. I figured he was creeping you out. I figured that he was. I, I figured that it was just like we're never gonna see this girl again. No, I just thought it was like a joke. I just thought it was like a bit that he did whenever you guys do let him on. I just thought that was something he did with all your guests. It's not a bit. This is what we live with. I guess because I'm so used to doing like morning radio, like the shtick of like morning zoo shows. I was like, oh, okay, this is like their wacky sidekick who like wears pajamas to work. He is our wacky. Sidekick. You I, weren't that day, but like the shows I've had to work on, it's like that's. I have worn the smiley is. face or smiley face pajamas underneath my pants though to work because it gets cold. I don't want to. This is the first time hearing this. this. <laughs> that is way better than what I see on Michael's Snapchat that you wear when you think it's cold. My favorite thing is 95 degree weather. His Every beanie? T- yeah, Annabelle snaps me every time I snap you with your beanie on, like, basically saying, what the fuck's this guy wearing? The worst is, like, a couple companies will send me, like, some products to try, and I'll come into his office, and he'll have, like, my candles lit all around his office, like, shaped in a heart, like, eating, like, my, like, coconut, like, Rice Krispie treats, like, like as he, like, picks his tooth with, like, a wisp that was sent to me by Crest, <laughs> like... <laughs> there is some good stuff that gets sent, so I, I go, ooh, what, what is this? Well, you know, you, you just have decorated your office with it. I'm basically quality control. <laughs> There's a uh, a company I can't remember which one, but they sent um, a bunch of sex toys and vibrators. And Taylor was the last one in the office with the vibrator. We can't we can't seem to find it. And no, I'm wondering, I, I I'm wondering you. Find it. Yeah, what, what's going on over there, man? No, I promise you, I did not take the vibrator. I would have no use for the vibrator because I'm a man. I sure hope not. It was a Don't worry, vibrator. I might have wanted to use it, but you touched your hands all over it no, after was... you had eaten the peanut butter cups. So I guess I can't use that. Well, I, actually, talking about sex toys just for a second. That specific <laughs> sex toy was kind of interesting because remember we were looking at it, it kind of looked like a stingray that's what i was imagining because it you know stingray has the tail and then it's got oh, the like rest in peace kind Steve of Roman. like the, what is oh, it God. i don't even know what the, what it, it's flaps so the, the the sex toy goes you're supposed to insert it into the uterus is that the right term no nope. the uterus is like part of the vagina let's not have uh, you break down the female anatomy yeah so i don't think it's the uterus it buddy it goes into the you insert it inside and then so it like basically cups the <laughs> the, the good parts of the lady's vagina. Is there bad parts? Uh, I mean, that's not what I'm... Uh, so anyways, so supposedly you're supposed... Let's go back to your date. No, no, well, let me finish <laughs> yeah, this. Like, no, 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 this works it in. No, I'm going to... As the the sex toy of the, uh, sting, the stingray-like sex toy, you're supposed to... Then the man is supposed to insert his penis into the woman at the same time. So... So you've planned this all out. No, because there was the a demonstration that was sent to me, and you've touched it. I was just well. What I'm getting at is, how can you get the male genitalia into the woman's vagina at the same That's time? That's the question of your life, isn't it, buddy? <laughs> I just because I mean, as we all know, I, I'm with because I'm so large, it just wouldn't. Fit. All There's no way. right, okay. So back to your date. So after the podcast, he asks you on his first date. Right. I, I, our first date was in January, right? Yeah. Where did you guys go your first date? We actually just went there oh, for went breakfast. The pole, the pole lounge. And I think the guy was still playing on the piano from then. He just was on, he's on a marathon going continuously. Okay. So tell us about the pole lounge date, a little recap. We were there. We were the last people there. We were, we were those people, like, when the staff's like, please, I just, can you just please, like, move to a different, like, go to a 24-hour diner. Like, we want to get home to our families. Like, the piano player had left. Like, even he beat it. Um, so Mariah we were, like, Carey? We saw Mariah Carey and, like, her backup dancer, like, that he, like, she left that, like, Lurch billionaire for. So that was very exciting. <laughs> Lurch billionaire. <laughs> okay, so, so did Taylor 
like make you pay or did he split the check or did he pay for the whole thing? No, he paid for the whole thing. Good. Taylor, just checking. Just checking No, of course that. I did. Okay. That's No, that that dinner was actually really good. I I, I that was the first so time you I were a gentleman. Did you, and you got her a little drink, which you don't like to drink. No, I like I rarely ever drink. I have like two drinks a year. That's a lot. Okay, so she had a drink. So you worked She actually had two there. drinks. So oh. I wasted all on that one Shocks. The first one, I don't think you really drank, though. I oh, know the first one you drank. The second one, I think you just did that thing where you grab, you know, people grab the straw and they like, you know. St- yeah, I like, manically, like, that's like my nervous You know, like they're churning can... butter. Oh, okay. So you were watching her as she drank, like every second. Well, I was staring at it going, geez, is she going to drink that? Oh. Because it was really good. They, remember, they were like really good. <laughs> he was very, like, he was wonderful. I've been trying to like work on not saying great because I know how much you hate that word. So this entire day I've been practicing, like, trying not to say it. But he was really nice of, like, I. the reason I don't drink alcohol is just because I can't find anything that, like, tastes good to me. So he's like, okay, what I'll do is, like, order anything that you think, like, tastes good, like, that you think will taste good. And if you don't like it, I'll drink it. So we'll just, like, order. So he ordered two for me that would possibly taste good. Okay, I love it. I love it. This is going good. So you guys are there. You're talking all night. Taylor comes home to our house super late. Um, he loved his date. So then the second date how do you ask her out on uh, to go to Dave and Buster's? Like, how does that transpire? Oh, I was actually that was much more. Uh, you you can she should tell the story, but I actually wrote in on uh, her podcast. I sent a like a little excerpt of writing to to Megan, her friend that's always on it, and she's really funny. So I sent it to her, and I actually told Annabelle, I was like, oh, I'm going to send in a question, but then sent it to Megan. For Megan to read, and I actually she Megan did it somewhat of I, I'm, I'm, she did somewhat of a bad job reading it. Where I'm going, oh no, I, I, it looks so bad because it wasn't. She didn't write. She didn't read. Well, it. you have an issue with uh, a lot of the time. Like I, I've known you for a long time, and um, <laughs> a lot of times, what's in your head is a good idea for you. But the way you communicate it to other people is um, interesting, interesting and and confusing to say the least. It's not great. And so you have this like great. Like, you know, this big grand plan in your head and then but you have a, a difficult time formulating it. So a simple idea turns into a really complicated idea that usually most of the time, not always, turns into a massive train wreck. She I mean I, I think <laughs> would you describe that <laughs> no, as no, accurate? No, because she said it was a poem. So I had the first part was a poem. It was it was like roses are red, violets are blue. Wait, wait, wait. You had a two part letter and part one was a poem? It was like a mini I thought it was really good. It was like a mini poem and then like a question type. Or like more or less like a a what if. Do you see here why this is this Oh you know what? I actually confusing? have it on my phone. Here, hold on. I actually Hold okay. on one second. While you're yeah. pulling up your sonnet, we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll go along. <laughs> Let's hear your haiku. I can't wait to hear it. So did the poem or whatever it was, like, woo you or were you like, Ugh. At first I thought Megan was kidding. I thought, like, she wrote it and then she was saying just like Taylor. But it was really, really good. And so I was shocked that he even did that because I've never had anybody take the time to, like, write two sentences for me, let alone, like, try to make it rhyme. You know, I think I saw him on one of those um, websites that, like, where you put in the word and it shows you everything <laughs> it rhymes with. So we can't give him all the credit. Okay, I found it. Okay. okay here we go. I'm going to read it the way it was supposed read to. It. Is this the yeah. day we lost all those clients because you were neglecting <laughs> your work? No, this was, I don't know. I have no idea. This No, I did this on my own time. Okay. okay. Dear Annabelle, roses are red, violets are blue. If Tuxedo had a tiny gun to shoot me, it would go pew pew. That's that's it for there's no more poem. That's it. That's where Megan went wrong. She Wait, read when the, you read it to me earlier, you had a, a, a sound effect for the pew pew. So let's read the last line again with how you showed me the sound effect. Oh, you mean no, but that's like No, okay. no, no. Okay. Go ahead. It, if Tuxedo had a tiny gun to shoot me, it would go pew pew. That's how it would really be read. But this was not oh, I mean God. of course. Okay. 
You so, could put stage direction in it. Yeah. Like, Megan would have had no idea. Yes, yeah. you're right. And then I, then you should I have sent her a video and acted it out, you know? I, that I could have, but I don't think she was taking video submission. So then it goes into this. It says, will you, Annabelle, be my valentine? I know... I know. Can't even to, oh, I notice. I notice some. It seems awkward holding hands on the playground or receiving borderline creepy gifts and flowers from secret admirers that on any other day would be called stalker. That, that they would be called stalkers. To, all right. Wait, Dude, hold on. Sorry. This is the creepiest love letter I've ever seen. Okay. Playgrounds and creepy holding hands. What the fuck are you talking about? Okay, wait. Th- this is where I went wrong, Kay. So let me, let me start over. Sorry. <laughs> where didn't you go okay. wrong? Will you, Annabelle, be my valentine? <laughs> to some, I know it means awkwardly holding hands on the playground or receiving borderline creepy gifts and flowers from secret admirers that any other day would be called stalkers. To me, it means Dave and Buster's, the playground for adults, where I can awkwardly hold your hand or hope that they at least have soup, where I can stare at the beautiful hair in pu- or stare at your beautiful hair in public, where you hoard Dude, French fries, this is too- instead of through the blinds where you sleep at night. Holy <laughs> shit! Okay. Whoa. Let, let me see. So, Even our sound guy like just like he like just quit. So you worked in the word creepy and awkward like four times and you said playground. You're gonna stare at the back of her head you're gonna creep through her blinds i want to know what annabelle thought of that though maybe i mean (laughs) it's always been my dream to be stalked because it means that you're getting attention and wanted so that's always kind of been a goal of mine and so i was very into it um so i like i really liked that part it was very long like i haven't responded to emails since like october so like i know i'm like you and michael's nightmare so it's like i if i put any of the effort he put into that poem the two line poem and then the rest the three paragraphs the poem and then the axe murderer letter (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't even know what to say here i feel like are you like dead serious after reading it you're right it actually does come off you remind me of like jack like coming in with the axe and like slamming through the door like here's johnny you know jesus christ i mean i don't think you could get any more creepy yeah actually now that i out of of context so so we we Okay, I mean, this, actually, do you know what's funny here is I'm actually like that's pretty on par for you. Like that's pretty that's, that, like I'm, that's a normal letter. Like for me, like I get it. Like I know you very well, so I'm like okay. Like I get it. A lot of people are probably gonna listen to this and be like, what the hell kind of letter is that? But I get it. So it's charming coming from Taylor. I mean, after your wedding speech, there's really nothing that can surprise me yeah. with you. I was just saying, like I don't think really like off the cuff things are maybe his thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, after saying you're going to blow the bride in front of all of my family and friends. Um, and I, telling I, me to suck down on my penis yeah, at I mean, my wedding. After that, I think, a, you know, a simple letter like this is big. It's like a, it's like a 10 compared yeah. to that. But I really loved it because he had like inside jokes like that. So he tailored it to you. Yes. Literally. No pun intended. Like tailored it to me where my one boyfriend, when I asked him to like give me a gift because he had no money, so I was like, okay, like he thinks he's a good musician. I fucking hate acoustic like music more than anything in my entire life, and I'm like trying to be a good girlfriend. I mean, like on my birthday, where I should be thinking about me, like what will make him feel good to like give me because he's like poor as shit. And so I was like, sure, just like write me a song. And then he didn't write me a song. He just took one off the internet by Casey and JoJo. And I like as he was doing it because he's such a poor guitar player, I didn't realize it. So. It could be worse. Yeah, so it could be like way worse. It could and be I worse. was, da- you know, like it could. Be, I, I, he might have pulled that poem off of like creepypoems.com, though. So I mean, no, because you know. I, I definitely made that up. There, I think that was. I don't think there's anybody in, that's listening would ever think that you didn't make that up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. All right, Kevin, are you creeped out or what? 
I am very creeped out. I mean, I imagine if someone <laughs> imagine if someone read that out of context and didn't know like the background to that. They would definitely go, "Okay, there's something wrong with it." You mean like the whole audience that's listening? When you said you're going to go on the children's play- playground and then sniff her her hair or something like that, that's you know, yeah, it's a little weird. Okay, so you went on your date to Dave and Buster's. Is there a third date planned? At the moment, no. But I maybe remember tonight. We, remember, we asked about what was it? We asked for submissions, and then I don't think that anybody ever. Remember? Are the, you taking submission ideas? Yeah, remember that's what you did. You asked the last one, and did you ever get any? Because I, I, I have none. I think you actually should take her for goat cheese balls at Sir. Like I'm dead serious because I keep hearing about these damn goat cheese balls, and they sound pretty good. Are they? I've never had them. I've only been to the sexy, unique restaurant once, shockingly. Really? And, like, what's so weird? Okay, we went for a group dinner with, like, Stassi and Chris's mom. I know this is not about them. So we went for a group dinner, like, pretty much all the Vanderpump girls except for Lala. Like, do you know they have to, like, pay at Sir? What? I, like, so thought this dinner would become. So, like, when the bill came, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? They have to pay? I feel so bad. I'm not supposed to cuss on your podcast, right? No, we can cuss. We can cuss. Okay, I feel so no, we cuss Isn't all the time. Isn't that, like, so shocking? Yeah, that is kind of weird that like, they have to Like, loosen pay. the purse strings a little bit, Lisa. Like, a group... Di- it <laughs> wasn't, like, thousands of dollars. Hey, it listen, was... I used to work at McDonald's. So did Taylor back. We actually worked together yeah. in oh, high school. Yeah, this old story. Okay. And, no, well, and, you know, we even got free meals, so if McDonald's is doing it... You know, I mean, if Hooters can, you know... Well, Taylor was going to ask you to come to dinner with us tonight, but then I just decided that I would just do it for him, because he had too many mints in his mouth to talk. But where do you think we should go? I think maybe t- Taylor keeps talking about Italian. Is there a Chuck E. Cheese around here? No, Taylor, come on, get a little more creative. Something with a ball pit, maybe. Oh. So wait, so you, okay, so you get the love sonnet letter document, and you go on the date, and which was actually a lot of fun. You know what? There's a lot of but adult- wait, hold on, let me let me hear this from her. So because you're you're jumping in here, I want I want to hear. Don't forget the girl that got escorted out because she was having too much fun. I want to hear from her mouth. How this date went. Because I've heard it from you. And what I've learned also about you, Taylor, is most of the time when something happens in your life and I get the story, I get about 25% of it up front. And then as the weeks and months go on, I slowly unravel it. So I'd say I have about a quarter of the story and I need to hear the rest. Because basically all I've heard is how he just demolished you in every arcade game and that you were a big cheater. Um, I mean, that is true. I'm not sure that's debatable about the cheating part. That's, I mean, I would be more than happy to show you that that was not the case, that I probably would win again. And maybe he was just like playing Hector projector of what he should have done, which was guarding the slot, which like would have made you win, which you clearly didn't. So maybe you were just jealous of like my ability at one game. I would say he was like super funny. He was incredibly patient with me because he wasted like each game is like the equivalent of like $15. And I had no idea that games are so athletic <laughs> where like I get I'm not like you and Lauren like in any means but I'm like oh I can play a like video game like how hard the, can that be like plenty of fat teens do it like I'll be able to do it and I got there and so it's like you pay like $15 basically for one game and I like lifted up the gun and I was like it's heavy I can't and just like put it down and walked away and he's like okay we'll try another one and like so many of the games I couldn't do because they were so heavy and I just gave up <laughs> Yeah, it was like walking around with Goldilocks trying to find that perfect porridge, but it, her just going, "There's no, there's no perfect porridge." Ooh, analogy. No, but you know, not the one that today. we did find was that little bow and arrow one that you couldn't reload. You didn't know how to reload, and I'm just sitting there, and you kept dying, and I just kept. It was like, kept, okay, like yeah, not the doing games. It right. I would say half the games would be over by the time I finally figured out like where the go button is, and he was very patient. Like he, I would have like screamed if it was like I would have gone insane. 
but he was very, very patient. And so I wasted all of the tokens uh, losing every single game. And Perfect. So there, I love it. So he was like incredibly patient, and I had so much fun. There was one game that I thought I could do because it was just what appeared to be a sitting game. There was just like a bench, and I was like, <laughs> I can do that. And then even that was... Like I have to go see your hot chiropractor because it literally gave you me. Should go see it. Oh yeah, that was that move, that the thing where you just reclined. It was like watching an I- interactive movie. It was literally just a couch. And you you know, on. I might introduce her to my chiropractor because he is single and he's taking applications right now. Every single girl like on actual Snap- applications. Just, Taylor gets really jealous about this. It's a little bit of a soft subject or a sore subject. Taylor was getting a lot of like a, a lot of girls would like Snap message me and say I was Taylor single, blah blah blah. Well, now no one cares about Taylor anymore. Now it's about the hot chiropractor. Yeah, so the hot chiropractor is like he's really crushing it. A lot of people really, really like him on Snapchat. So, really? yeah. oh well, I, mean, I appreciate Taylor Beans because honestly, he could have gotten more points if he had like gone with Stevie Wonder. Like that was the level of partner I was that night. So he's very patient. Like, oh, you got to tell her about the the our hats. That's like the highlight of everything. Oh, he did. Uh, use all of his po- like he traded in his card we got to use all of his points and like we got to go around the prize shop I took a very long time because I wanted to take like my purchase very very seriously um, so we did get winter hats and I got a winter shirt wow Taylor they're actually pretty cool they say why winter. don't you wear yours to the office instead of that beanie it's I actually have it was I wore it literally mm-hmm. like a week ago mm-hmm. you did. it's a cool hat actually. is that when you were picking your teeth with the new wisps I got I, know, I think that was when I was eating the so, apple crisps so um, we're, we're sitting here we're doing this we, we have the uh, Instagram live going right now hi guys Hello, guys. And um, I'm looking at some questions. And so this is the question that we've all... Yeah, ask some questions This for is the question we've all been waiting for. So I don't think it's been three months, but they said, why have you waited three months to go on a third date? Uh, just because of I live down in San Diego, and it's just a little bit more of a... Uh, str- what, what is the term? Commute. It, yeah, not, not so much commute, but there is LA traffic and everything, so it has to be... Uh, I try to do it to make it to where. Last, I mean, when I when we went to Dave and Buster, I actually drove up. Like and he drove, drove up and down. drove back like the same night. Like that's. And I, we haven't been back since. We haven't been to LA for a while because of the um, carbon monoxide poisoning incident. No, we're fine now. We we're all. Fine. Did you guys tell everybody that? <laughs> no, that's a different story. We did, we did tell that story. But it's but like we, my birthday or my friend's birthday was in Santa Monica last week, and I I didn't go because I'm like, oh, no, I'm not driving because it's so Santa Monica. Far. So the fact that he drove all the way up from San Diego and drove back that night is like. Commendable. Yeah, it's so like so impressive. So we'll give him nice. a hat. <laughs> so yeah, I almost drove off the road and killed myself. Is a third? I usually little. when I drive, I fall asleep like this. That's normally what happens when people spend a long time with me. They're like, I just want to go home and kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, is the reaction of. Most is there of my dates. a third date in the cards, Annabelle? I'll let her answer this one. It's not like I'm going to ask. Like, yeah, what do you mean? Oh wait, no, no, because I already answered that. Remember, she. You is said, there a third remember, date in the card? No, meaning, I want to know. Meaning, is there like if there was an invitation, would it be positively received? Yes. Ah. And it won't be. It won't come in some weird, creepy poem like stalker letter. I don't. Mm. It'll be in a box, and it'll have some dead animal's head it's in it. It will be written oh. in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably write a murder mystery or some weird shit like that. You're gonna send her your ear like Van Gogh. Why don't you take her somewhere <laughs> oh, like really good, like really creative and interesting? Like you got to think really hard. Like skydiving? No, let's not go skydiving on our third date. Bungee jumping? Actually, no. I did ask you if you would ever do skydiving because I was trying to think of somebody. Because I, you don't have to talk to him if you skydive too. That's a great date, you know. <laughs> or I can take her like scuba diving. That's another thing where we don't talk. 
Oh no! Number one, I can't swim, and anytime like somebody asks you to go scuba dive, I'm like, oh, he's gonna kill his wife. Well, also, you don't want to do that to your hair. No, I'm like, mm. if I really wanted to be a big asshole, which I think a lot of people like to do, is they go, oh, we could go on a really gnarly hike, and I don't, I don't hike, but there's all these people that go like, yeah, like let's go on a hike, such a great idea. Like, speaking fuck, of hikes, I don't hike. You really want to bring up a hike here? You so want to talk about hikes? Let's no, talk about hikes. Yeah, I, talk I don't about like. Hike. Hike. I didn't think we were gonna pull this one out of our archive. <laughs> So the last hike that uh, we all we did an office outing and we decided to do that uh, stupid potato chip. Like, you know, what? I'm not one for hikes either. So I, I actually with let's also keep in mind that I just had jaw surgery a month ago and we decided to do this. Yeah, so. Lauren like was basically fresh out of a coma. Yeah, and um, <laughs> she was you know doing not very well at all. So we we invited the whole office and at the time this is like almost a year and a half ago now or a year ago. Yeah. Um, at the time Taylor was dating another oh, Swedish woman who. We heard that story. She ran off to Sweden, um, never to be heard from again. And uh, so we went on this hike, and, you know, it's, I would say it's like, it's difficult, but it's not really. It's just kind of like you're walking up a hill for a, a long time. And I have never, I'm wearing this shirt today. It says 0% complaining. This would, if Taylor was wearing this shirt that day, it would said 1 million percent complaining. I have never seen somebody cry and complain more walking in my life. He complained the whole three hours up, the whole three hours down. Not only did he complain, he took his backpack off, stomped away like a three-year-old, and threw a fucking tantrum. And made his girlfriend carry the backpack. (laughs) Dude, this girl was like a pack mule. She she had all of his shit on her back strapped like a a Sherpa. You sat down on the the, um, rock and refused to walk. Like, you thought we were all going to carry you. You actually asked me to look into, like, a helicopter that could come get you off the mountain. Not joking. Dead serious. He did. Do Ubers go up mountains? I'm tired. No, he was, he would have paid. Like, to, to this day, he claims this didn't happen, but we all, like, like we all convinced it did. <laughs> we, we we have, like, a picture of somebody, like, we, we, we in the office, we have all these pictures of people in weird positions, and we cut their heads off and put Taylor's head, so we, we have a picture of somebody life-flighting somebody, like, in one of those, like, body bags down a mountain. I swear to God, I saw him get on, like, you know, the cart they bring up for people that are having heat strokes. (laughs) (laughs) And he says he wasn't on it. But I swear to God, I visually remember seeing you on the cart going down the side of the hill. It was the, uh, what is it, the Rangers. Yeah, okay, so you're admitting it now, because for the <laughs> longest time he claimed he didn't do it and he actually walked. And I'm like, no, man, I think I see you. All you like, it, was, it was only for like a little part, though. All your ex-girlfriend wanted to do when she came to San Diego was hike once a month. That's all she asked to do. <sighs> and she you took her on one hike. <laughs> That's honestly my nightmare. It was terrible. I, I, I hated every second of it. We know. We remember. Number one, like, natural lighting is, like, my biggest fear. So, like, that's out. And then the I've gone to Runyon three times. Like, in, I've lived here seven years. I've gone three times. What's it like? Well, the first time I went, I thought walking up to it, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. So I thought we had, like, we had done it. And they're like, no, we, we just now got to the front entrance like I just like thought walking up to it like I thought that was Runyon I was like there's a lot more concrete on Runyon than like I expected and they're like no we're just got to the front I was like oh no no I'm I'm out I'm good I was just like do you guys want to go on Runyon for your third date I'd rather go to a live donkey show than go to Runyon I would go to a donkey show (laughs) (laughs) I hope oh my god do those really exist they sure do I will say, like, Taylor's very interesting on a date where on the first date, like, we didn't do the, like, so where are you from? Like, what do you do? Like, 
I've talked about things I've never had a conversation with about, like, with anybody. Give us an example. Taylor. Did you talk about, like, aliens on Mars? Like, what do you mean? Oh, no, I forgot. I have to tell you no, the story. No, he's been eventually. teasing this, like, alien story where, like, he's... Oh, we forgot. This is the episode where Taylor's going to tell us about Katut. We are. We're going to get into that. So I want to get into two things. We have, we have to take a quick break, but... I want when I come back first. I want to talk about this gem empire that you've now created. <laughs> I'm waiting for my royalties because I and have candle. basically been the spark to ignite a gem empire. <laughs> and then we are going to hear about Katut, which I'm excited. Annabelle, been, I know this story, but I'm excited for you to hear, it, and I'm excited for everybody else here because this has been being teased for a long Lauren time. Lauren hasn't heard it either, and it is. He told this story on my bachelor party. And honestly, I think it was the highlight of the bachelor party. It's it was that good. It, it was funny. It's a good now this that, was the highlight of Canada. Was the Katut story? Yes. Because what were other highlights? We'll. We, I kind of. We'll, we'll glaze over it. But we kind of. We'll move on. Uh, we got to get into the break. I'm John Horn. I'm the host of Geffen Playhouse Unscripted. I'm here with our very first guest, Rain Wilson. Hi, John. It looks like I'm the first guest on the Geffen Unclothed, Unscripted. Unscripted. Yeah, let's go with that. A marriage made in heaven, I guess. Or Westwood. Tune in for some of our exciting upcoming guests. David Copperfield, Neil LaBute, Neil Patrick Harris, Josh Gad, Rita Wilson, and many more. Be sure to download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app and on iTunes. And don't forget to rate, review, and share. And, and I'm Rain Wilson, the first guest. You were no, the this, very first guest. This was a huge uh, mistake. Stephen Playhouse Unscripted. Huge mistake. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Just like that, we are back. We are also on Instagram Live. You can see everyone right there. And we are going to keep everyone on live for five more minutes. And then Taylor's going to turn it off when he starts to tell his Katet story. But before we do that, I want to know before Michael gets into his gem business. Tell us about Spencer Pratt, because you just had him on your podcast, and he is so fucking funny. I'm still recovering. Like, I, were you dying? When we walked out of there, Megan and I, like, our friend who set it up, she was like, so what, what was your favorite part? And I was like, I do not remember anything that we said. And so when people are like, you don't remember your wedding day? That, that's pr- probably the closest I'll ever get to, like, my wedding day. Ever. That's, so you were so excited. Because we were so excited. And also, he just, he's such a good talker. Yeah, he really, like, holds his own. I feel like he needs, like, a comedy show. Don't you think? I find him really funny. I would pay for 24-7, like, those live cam girls or whatever. I would totally pay that for Spencer. I can't really tell, like, so, I don't know, I mean, I, I'll tell you about an interaction I had with Spencer a long time ago, probably 10 years ago, which is, we'll get into that in a minute, but I can't, Lauren, I, I didn't, I, I don't really, I haven't heard much about him in a long time, not not to say anything, but she showed me his Snapchat, and he has baby hummingbirds. Alice! Okay, um, I can't tell if this is, like, Alan. A, an act, or if, like, he's super into hummingbirds. No, oh. he's super into them. What do you mean? That's a very strange it's like thing to Tyson be into. Mike Tyson and his pigeons, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah. Except like pigeons, me. you can like train to do things. Like what, what the hell? Can, I mean, listen. I'm not. I hope the hummingbird community doesn't come after me. But what can you do with hummingbirds? What do you mean? There's a lot of things you, you can do. You feed them the nectar. Are you kidding me? You feed them out of the little syringe. It's like what you do with like dogs. Like what they do you give no, you no, like no, no, joy. No, no. And you cannot compare. Don't be all judgy over here with your chihuahua. You cannot compare dogs to hummingbirds. Wait, what you do don't think you can have a therapy support hummingbird to take on a flight with you? Uh, Says I just, the guy who's wearing my chihuahua's claws around his neck. Like no, that was such a brilliant gift. I thought I thought of every. I thought a pet psychic was original. That has that holds nothing to your chihuahua claw. Thank you. I got her claws molded. Her actual molds blown up in a bear claw. And I think it's really judgy of him to be making fun well, of honey, know, hummingbirds when he's wearing 
Chihuahua nails. You know, the last. I'm actually okay. Listen, if he's into hummingbirds and he's happy, like great. Like I'm actually happy for the guy. I hope everybody's happy. Everyone's happy, and it shows some serious growth. Because the first time I met Spencer, and he's probably not going to hear this, but if he does, he'll. I'm sure he won't remember it. Maybe he will. But the first time I met him, we were down in Cabo about ten years ago. Lauren was running around. I was running around. Our it was like our whole spring break for our high school. But we weren't dating. No, we weren't dating. and I don't know what happened, but one of my buddies really pissed him off. Like, really pissed him off. And was it Taylor? No. No, it wasn't Taylor. Oh. It was my buddy Mike. Similar to Taylor. <laughs> Similar to Taylor. Um, and the next thing I knew, you know, like the stairs. I don't know if anybody have ever been to Squid Row. Have you been to Squid Row in Cabo? No. no. Okay. They got this, like, erector set club. Like, one time I saw a girl. This is a side story. One time I saw a girl fall down the side of the club, and they, like, had to bring out this giant wrench okay, and take the whole club apart. So, anyways, we're on these stairs, and um, he. Somehow, my friend Mikey just pissed him off, and I had never seen anyone kick someone in the stomach faster in my life. Like, sp- kicked him he right down the very stairs. Hummingbird Zen, like then. So he oh he, he must have not had any hummingbirds in his life back then because he was pretty pissed off. Wait, so ta- I want to know about Spencer. Like, so this was before the hills that happened. Bef- this, this was, was like before, you know. And, and the funny <laughs> yeah. thing is, is like you'd think that I would be pissed off about it, but I thought it was so goddamn funny that Spencer kicked my buddy in the stomach down the stairs that I just could not <laughs> stop laughing. But anyway, that was my last interaction with him. So, you know. Okay, so tell us about your latest interaction, because he has eczema. Yes, I'm very, like, I saw that he was in Beverly, it looks like Beverly Hills. See, oh, no, now I'm the stalker. Now I'm going to write him a weird poem. No, write him a poem. Taylor can help you. Taylor, I need you to be my ghostwriter. I need you to be my Cyrano de Bergerac for my poem to Spencer. We can have, it can can be oriented around hummingbirds and the joy it brings to your heart. Oh, you already got it going. And I don't mean it in, like, a sexual way. I'm not, like, romantically attracted. Like, I'm not attracted to him that way, but I'm obsessed with him. No, I know what you're saying. Like he, I was, I like, it was, you know how sometimes you'll listen to a podcast and you'll stop it in the middle and go back to it. I could not stop listening to this podcast that you did with him just because I felt like one, I thought the chemistry was really on between you three and I love when the chemistry is on. And two, he's just like, he's a character, man. He's so much fun. Cause at first I thought like the same thing, like you thought Michael of like, I didn't know if it was just like a bit or if he was just like exaggerating it or how much he was like playing up for Snapchat. I'm like, no, that's absolutely him like he's not even trying to be entertainer like not even trying to do jokes like that's just naturally him and he didn't kick you in the stomach no i he he, i probably you. would have been fine with it honestly it would have been like it was worth it you probably got him so many snapchat followers because i went and followed a snapchat right away i promoted his snapchat more than i promoted any myself in anything if i worked as hard on like my school career on my career and anything as hard as i've worked on trying to get southern charm renewed and spencer pratt snapchat going I'd be on top of the world. Okay, so speaking of working hard, though, you are crushing it with your crystal and candle business. I've seen you keep selling out. Thanks to this is thanks to Michael. This is what I have to deal with every day. He's we like, literally. I'm like, oh yeah, the skinny confidential, and he's like, <laughs> I'm I'm I've been sitting here. I've been like, I check the mailbox every goddamn day for that big gem royalty <laughs> check, and it's just it's not there. I go, Taylor, did you check the mail today? He said, Yeah. Every day I, I walk check away. It every day. I feel like Taylor doesn't even want to go out with me. You're just sending him out for me like to get the residual I'm like, check. I'm like, yo, go through her files and see like where we're at, man. I'm actually the one that buys all the all the crystals just under <laughs> names. So you're sending them out, and I just I'm hoarding them all in this like container. That wouldn't surprise you me. Guys after you guys do a really good collection moment. <laughs> you guys do a really great job of advertising them, especially Taylor. So thank you. I love your crystals and your Adderall necklace that you gave me. I think all your stuff is so cute. It's so, all because of you guys. I, I'm actually de- I'm actually dead serious. So, so I actually I want to know like is this is this like a real like you're you're doing this now? 
yeah, I've made more money with this than I ever did like with writing. You see, this we'll give like out of all the like crazy he shit in the show, we'll, we'll give a li- like you know, we literally we you you took an idea, you were talking about it for a long time, and you made a business out of it, right? Yeah, it was after I did your podcast, and then the next day, because like I look up to you guys so much with like business and so many things, but especially I think your guys are so brilliant with like your career and the empire that you've built. So when I see like what you guys have done, it's so inspiring. So when we were walking out, Michael's like, yeah, you should like totally sell them. And I was like, "Mm, okay. And then the next day I just started selling them and it worked. But you you like selling them. She loves selling them, right? Like you like, like you love crystals. It's my dream job. I get to have, I'm sitting like without a bra on on my couch with my cats, like watching Wendy Williams, like stuff in rock, like, Stuffing crystals and bags. That's amazing. Okay, but I want to I want to tell the audience really quick, and then we'll, we'll get into the Katet story. What I like about what you did is you took something that that people would maybe classify as a hobby, which is like loving crystals, and you like spun it into this like very niche business. And that is my favorite thing to do. I love when someone finds something that's different and and does it like the way you've done it is like so well branded. It's so cute. You did it in your own way on your own terms, and you beat to the tune of your own drum. So I. Think that's incredible. No, it's awesome. It and the next got... thing you can do is you can do a collaboration now with Spencer Proud, who I also hear is a crystal fiend. And you, you can guys, do hummingbird crystals. You guys can shaped do shaped like hummingbirds. Yes. Oh my god, that's such a good idea. It could be like is it true? Is it true that crystal? he wasted like millions of dollars on crystals? Yeah. Or is that a or not true? I mean, wasted is you know. You could say People I wasted lots of money on vinyl. Wasted. Well, Taylor, we you did waste tons of money on vinyl. That's a proven fact. And you waste time on poems, but that's different. <laughs> hey, no, that was I got every juice he out of that little. He did spend millions of dollars on crystals, so he see that's what he says. I don't think he's lying. I feel like he's a very sh- and see it all works because look at how magical he is. It's true. He is. Like, you you got to listen to this podcast, honey. You'd like it. I'm telling you. I didn't know he had one. He has a podcast. No, she, he's on Annabelle. No, no, I know that. Okay, no, yeah. but he, he needs to have, have, have his own. Even Spencer's gifts is starting to jump on the bandwagon, <laughs> trying to take. Literally, she's got the attention of Spencer's gifts. If they're trying to compete against her now, that's like her direct competitor. I'll extend. I, I, if he, I, I would. If he came on the show, the only way that I would want it to happen is if he walked in and kicked you in the stomach. <laughs> I would do it. Like that's, I would laugh. I'd go. That'd be the only. You. That'd be like the invitation. If he came in and did that, then oh, shit, man. If he did the podcast, I would want him to bring all his crystals on the table so I could feel the energy. I mean, I wanted like I needed to make sure that I got the perfect crystal for him to like welcome him and thank him into the podcast so I was so like I was so nervous I don't know how you picked out your wedding dress like how long it took you but I debated like what crystal to give him for like two months and And what was it I finally ended up giving him like this really big like amethyst with like a quartz point in the middle and it's really really pretty like really really pretty it was like 10 pounds wow I know you gave him a 10 pound crystal Taylor doesn't get shit for crystals, huh? Wow, 10 pounds. <laughs> that is a lot. It's a big one. It is a big it's one. It's not the first time I've heard that either. So, so I want to hear about Katat. I want to kind of quarterback this and lead him down the path of this story. Because we built it up and I really, I don't, you know, I don't want to let, I don't want it to be a letdown. So many years ago, before Taylor worked with me, he worked as Taylor. What is it? He was an art dealer. I was. I worked for one of the biggest art galleries, and they are located basically in Europe, the United States, and on all the major cruise lines around the world. Okay, so he's working for this art gallery, and they work on cruise ships. And the whole idea is that they would put someone like Taylor onto this cruise ship, and then he would go around on the cruise ship trying to sell this high end art to 
all of the wealthy people on the cruise, right? So technically this. So I was a, a land coordinator for the art auctions that took place in the United States. And the land coordinators are the higher end of the company. And then there are the cruise ships. So there's the land and then there's the sea. But technically, they're not the same. <laughs> all right. Okay. So land and sea, not the same. Got it. Okay. So they decide Taylor is going to go sell art to the rich people on the cruise ship. And so... He goes to get on the ship, and there's multiple entrances for the ship, okay? And there's, like, entrance for the, you know, business class, and it's for the regular passengers. There's entrance for the staff. And then there's entrance... It's kind of like the Titanic. Yeah, a little bit. but And then there's an entrance for not, like... like when I say staff, Taylor, how would you describe the staff? Like, that's, like, the captain, the... You know the chefs, the the people that you would see on the cruise as you're interacting. Yeah, the, so it's like the 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 people that you see that interact with the actual guests. You, for instance, like the dancers, the comedians, the captain, the the first mate, all the those basically the people that the cruise lines aren't ashamed of, right? right? That they that they put out there. And then there's the other entrance, which and, is basically they're the what would be the the crew. If I it's either the crew or the staff. I, maybe I'm like they're like in the, they're in the engineering room. Yeah, they're like the engineers, the people that that work that you know do the maintenance on the side of the boat. They're the ones that you never see, and they actually have like walkways that go throughout the entire ship that are never in the public. Like you're never you'll never see them, and if you do, it's very rare. And it's they they keep, you're not supposed to see them. you're not supposed to see them because the ships are it's built off a cast system. So the captain is like the number one, and then it goes all the way down, and you have to abide by the by the, basically the cast system that they have set up. When you get out to sea, it's ca- like captain's rules. Like it, he's basically the and the sea is the different king. from the land. Yes, apparently. Okay. So technically, when I was going on the ship, I was going as a coordinator for a VIP auction. That technically was there was still the standard. Uh, event that was taking place that happens every day on the ship, but then there was the VIP show, which what I was being brought on for. So he's technically, supposed to be like the host interacting with all these people. I yeah, love so, it. So technicality error. So technically, what? How many I, times are you gonna say technically before I lose my marbles? Not too many. So Knucklehead here is not paying attention, and he decides to go in the entrance to with all the crew that is not to be seen. You know, so what happens is when I show up and I'm getting I'm getting I have to get issued a badge as an art steward is what it's called. So they they're going through I'm going through the line and because I have to be able to go and observe the artwork coming in the ship, they were saying okay, you need to be labeled as a as both as basically the crew and the staff. But because the uh, the the techn- the the mismatching of the names of what the job title was i got labeled as the as what would consider the people that do the maintenance like shoveling the coal like okay. inside of the you know the so you'd be in like steerage like basically yeah. okay like if you see the movie titanic and all the guys are down there like greasy and all the black grease all of them like <laughs> shoveling the coal like that's basically like what he got classified just i want like everyone to have a visual yeah. so you'd be like the people who drown first like when it starts happening Ta- exactly yes, okay. like Absolutely. one hole goes in the ship and he's under like, you guys are out all right like you have lice like he's lower than the rats <laughs> exactly and also there's if you think about it there are it's a lot of the don't speak English because it's it's I, th- I want to say it was about 80 percent Indonesians. So not only is it just am I am I down there with people that I, I'm not even supposed to be in this area, but they're heavily Indonesian or they're or foreigners. There's not a lot so of there's, don't a speak la- there's a language barrier. How Huge language barrier. Of you. <laughs> exactly. You're right. Actually, if you think about it. So 
I get on the ship and immediately I notice that there is like everyone else that I showed up with, which was basically basically the team that I normally work. You notice when you're in your three piece suit and you're around all the <laughs> bunch of, a bunch of Indonesians that something was something was amiss. Well, they're ushering us through and they're checking the because you have to register and they go, okay, everybody go this way, and I they go, okay, no, you have to go this way, and I go, wait a second, I'm supposed to go that way, and they're like, no, you're not. This is what your your badge says, and I go, I know, but I'm supposed to go that way, and they go, yeah, that's fine. It was basically he was going okay, whatever, buddy. I, 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 whatever you okay, say. Okay, so you get directed to the to the wrong area. So I let me let me just like this would the reason that this story it's going to get even. I mean, trust me, this gets it gets deeper. <laughs> but the reason that this story is so amazing is because if if this happened to me or Annabelle or Lauren. The, at the first sign that I realized I was surrounded by a bunch of Indonesians that didn't speak English and that I was being catered into the the bowels of the ship, I would say, yo, man, like, I don't think so. And I would turn the other way and say, listen, there's a mistake. I'm not taking one step further. But no, not you. You decide, okay, you know, I'm going to play this out. I'm going to I'm gonna go deeper here. Well, because the auctioneer who is the, he's basically the guy who runs the show, was saying, don't worry, I'll get it, I'll, I'll handle it. Just deal with it for just a little bit. That was, I think that was, you know, he probably thought of that for a second, and then, again, that'll I mean, show up the story. You. Yeah, exactly. So, so I go down on the ship, and they basically say, okay, we're working on it. They were never working on it, but they said, okay, well, you need to put your bags down into your room. And they, they, I literally go down, probably down to probably the bottom of the ship, I don't know, and they bring me in this room, and it's, I want to say there's about three or four bunk beds with four people on it, and it's all just stacked with Indonesian people. <laughs> Not that it's nothing to do with the race. I'm just it's it's to the story because I there's no I don't I don't speak their language. So I'm in there and it was there was actually a Canadian guy that ushered me in and he said, "Hey, this is where your bunk is." And I go, "This is not my bunk." I go, "I'm not. I'm only supposed to be. I'm supposed to have a room. I'm supposed to be treated as a guest." As what I was, I was supposed to have a room on the ship, my own nice room. I'm saying that there's a there's a mistake here. And he goes, "Yeah, okay, buddy. Like you know, this is where you're at." And he goes. Do you know how to, you know, do you know how to all the emergency protocols and this and that? I go, I don't. I'm not part of the ship. I don't work for the cruise line because the people who do the other one work for the actual cruise line. I do not. And I was. But so like he, so to, to, just to like set the, the stage here, he thinks you're lying to him. He thinks you're trying to get, he, he thinks that he's trying to get out of the, you know, the exactly. bowels of the ship. And he's like, good one, buddy. Like, this I, employee has delusions of grandeur. Like, like you're down here, bud. Like you're not going up to the buffet. <laughs> Winky wink. It's like nudge, someone who signed up for the military in accident. And, you know, they just go, okay, yeah, yeah, of course, it's going to be really easy. And they just sell okay, you Okay, so it. you're in a room with basically eight people stacked on top of each other, and you're still not making a stink, really. Not yet, because still, it was just the first day. So I show up there, and I, I put my bag on there, and they're all, like, trying to, you know, introduce or say hi to me in their dialect that I don't understand. And I'm just going, yeah, like, nice to meet you, but you're not going to be seen. You'll never see me again. So I'm not even, you know, hi, goodbye. At like, the same I'm time. leaving you here. And, you're never, <laughs> and then and then let's, okay, so you're there. You're freaked. At, at this point, are you freaked out at all? Not yet. So, But then we have orientation. So, yeah, so this is where, this is where I first meet Katut. <laughs> So Katut is my he was the he was the actual art steward on the ship and he was from Indonesia so he, that he was the person that was supposed to do all the communications back and forth. So he failed. Now I actually first meet I meet the first person that goes okay hi like I'm Katut I work for the art gallery on the ship. You are the art he was the only one that understood the differences between but he everything. Can, but he can do shit. He couldn't for you. do anything for me. So he goes okay whatever they'll get it they'll get it strained out. So but he took you under his wing. Like so a father figure. I have to sit in this like orientation about people who you know what the safety protocols are for the ship, what everything is, and the the captain. I don't know why he. Oh, actually, I know why. It's because the the entire 
auditorium was all Indonesians and people from other countries. And he single-handedly picked me out because I'm obviously I'm not from there. And I had to go down there in front of everybody and, you know, do like CPR on this doll, this doll <laughs> and, and spray this fire. Like, you know, in case of a fire, pull the pin of the fire hydrant and pretend like there's a fire. So I'm, I'm, and I keep telling him, like, he walks me down there and I go, I, I look at the whole audience and I go, I, I, you know, I don't work for the ship. I don't know why they do <laughs> The this. audience doesn't care. They can't understand you. <laughs> the audience couldn't understand one word you were saying. So again, same thing. Just the whole time, I would, they're looking at me, going, "Why do why, why do we care?" I think you're just. I I think they thought that I signed the contract with the ship and then was trying to back out on it. So that's why they were going like, "Tough shit, you can't do anything." Once you're out to late. sea, like, the, yeah. like there's no U.S. laws. Like you're out to yeah, sea. Yeah, so that's why I could, usually you have to sign a contract to go out on the ship. So I think they were thinking that maybe I just backed out. So what did they? So then let's let's speed along. What did they? What did they tell you in this orientation? Because this is the part where I started losing my marbles. Like this is the part where I was just like, <laughs> "Well, so okay, so I, if this was me. I don't even. I would. I would probably try." to like dive off the ship and take my chances well, okay so well actually well after after that part we we would walk through and i actually saw the team the event coordinator team of the people that i was supposed to be working with and they're all sitting down and they're eating wait you know, is this after they told you all the stuff about like venereal diseases and everything oh yeah no, that, that's 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 later that's after i get i, I know where you're going that that comes up in a little bit so okay. it's like that was a private orientation so we're walking no 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 because no, after that then you have to go through the medical side which nobody else has to do as a guest they don't put you through medical but <laughs> when we were walking by i saw everybody out and they're all sitting down there like having cocktails out out you know out on the out on the deck you know eating and drinking and they're all having and they're all laughing and i go oh my god there there they are and i'm supposed to be there and i, I try to go out there to say hey what's going on did you get my room yet and i run out there basically look like a crazy person that ran out because i ran out of the out of the the court the, the the halls that you're not supposed to leave and i run out and i go hey like where's my room and the like the security guards because i i'm the, the art steward badge comes out and they go excuse me you can't be here and i go no no i, I can i'm like where have you guys made any uh, room for my for my or have you gotten my room yet? And they go, it doesn't matter. And they're like, we're working on it as they're like eating, you know, sucking down cocktails out on the deck. <laughs> so they're sucking we're down. We're working on it. Yeah, exactly. Like we're working on it. Don't worry about it. And I'm going like, no, I'm supposed to be there. And they go, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, buddy. Like I'm sure. And they go, yeah, Taylor, don't worry. Well, he said he'll have it together in like, you know, a couple hours. So they basically, they, they like base, they like escort me back into the bowels of the ship again, as I, as they're all sitting there laughing and, and having a great time on this cruise ship. So, Next thing I have to go to this medical and it's the standard medical. They're testing me for, for disease. So, and again, so I sit there and I'm going to, again, I don't know. I go in the room and it's the standard little doctor and they go, okay, uh, like pull your pants down. I go, wait a second. What did, I'm, why? Wait, wait, what? And then, you know, you grab the scrotum. He's like the cough thing. I had to do all that. And they're like, okay, I would like, literally pay as much money as I could possibly pay to watch this. So it's not supposed to happen. That's they thought that, again that but I was. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Going through a lot. And I'm of trying to tell them, So I'm going. Wait a second. This isn't. This isn't right. And they go. Okay. What? You know. It doesn't matter. Pull your pants down. And they go. Are you sexually active? And I'm like. Uh, like. I, I, what does this have to do with anything? They go. Well, there's big. So you know, venereal disease is huge on the ship. And they say so. It's running rampant. They're like it's running rampant. They're like only I, in the boat. They're like. They're like. It, I, I want to say it's about eighty percent of, of venereal disease is, is around here. So like, if you choose a partner, like you know, make sure to use condoms. And I pull out this like big drawer and it's just stacked with condoms and they give me a bunch of them. They go like, you know, make sure like if you're going to hit the sheets, you know, wrap it up tight type of thing. 
again, so I had to go through the medical and definitely was, I felt violated again because I wasn't supposed to, I was supposed to be on like a vacation. It's supposed to be like kind of like a nice leisure. <laughs> you thought leisure. you're going to be having a pina colada or Mai Tai yeah, so. selling art, making a shit ton of money. And next thing you know, you're getting venereal diseases. With your scrotum held. So we go down uh, after that, I go back down to the ship again and I, I show up again. All the, all the Indonesians are looking at me like, ha, like told you you'd be back. And I'm going like, okay, like again, like I'm not going to sleep here. I'm not sleeping here. It's fine. I'm supposed to have a nice room. They go like, okay, what, whatever, buddy. And this trip actually was on the weekend of Thanksgiving because the next day it, it took two days of the seven for them to be able to straighten this whole thing out. So the first night, this was the first night of dinner because the second one was was Thanksgiving. That's how the story. Okay, so we're again. So we go down to the, to the to the mess hall, as they would say, and there's two sides. There's the side where all the crew, and then there's another side where all the staff eat. And because the staff is a majority of Indonesians, it's all like pigs' feet, eyeballs, all this really, really like what would be ethnic, heavy ethnic food. And then the other one, it's just it's anything that you would love, like pizza, pasta, like little like Captain Crunch, those little mini boxes that used to come in the in the in the mailbox, like Cap- Captain Crunch, gold, you know, any delicious kid cereal you can think of. Everything, it's amazing. Like ice cream, they've got like ice cream like dispensers. It's just this amazing like plethora of food, and that's where I want to eat because that's the type of food that I eat on the re- regularly, not the unhealthy one. But <laughs> okay. Captain Crunch from the mailbox. <laughs> so again, I, I sneak in there, and again, they just know because they the, the people that are trained to look in I th- I th- it must happen all the time because I literally I walked in there and I grabbed the tray like I'm going through the aisle like oh cool like Captain Crunch and I'm going to grab this slice of pizza and as I'm going through the line they're, again same thing there's two guys and they go okay like he, let me take the tray for you and they grabbed it and they escorted me back to <laughs> the line that I, that I had to eat which was the you know heavily cultured food so okay so we now we have a very clear picture of what's going on how many days does this last before it's two days, so it was, two, it was technically two two nights. So I, I'm sitting there again in the everyone. I felt really bad. I remember sitting there and again. I want I, at this point. I'm like I'm so frustrated. I want to start crying. So like because I'm sitting there going, this is so frustrating. I'm not supposed to be here. Why am Why am I here? And I'm surrounded by all these people that don't speak English, other than Katut. And again, I made this plate of stuff, and it's the very uh, like standard thing where I'm sitting there with food that I don't know. And Katut, you know, looks at me, and goes like, Are you going to eat that? And I go like, Eat what? I don't even know what it is. And he goes like, Here. And they all, you know, all the Indonesians like grab it and they all eat everything so I don't even think I ate dinner there and I'm sitting there basically going this is so this is frustrating I'm I'm really sad so the first night I actually spent the night in the bunk bed with again all the guys that I kept telling I'm not you're never going to see me again so same thing that's why we're all bunking up so all bunking up the second day was the actual at that point I knew like shit was wrong Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. This is, this is, this is the difference. Like, this is the, this is the foundational, like, core difference between you and I. How do you not look around right off the bat and say, something's amiss here. Nobody speaks English. I'm supposed to be selling art. These don't look like the buyers. What's going on? Well, I guess the reason, the only reason I let it get to that point was because, again, everybody on the other, the actual team that I was working for kept saying, don't worry, it's under, we're working on it. So I just kept, I had to take their word for it. And the, the cell phones don't work because you're out at sea. So I couldn't really do anything because I couldn't interact with them. I couldn't get out. And whenever I did, they just kept saying, we put the request into the cap. The captain has to approve it. Okay. So, you spend the first night with eight other people in a bunk bed with Katut. The next morning you wake up, 
Again, so the, the next morning we were based. I had we were able to get off the ship. So I got off the ship. So the second day there wasn't too much going on, but the second night or that night was again when they they ushered me back on the ship. And again, so the people get to go on the standard route, and everyone else is out, and they they're go, going around running on jet skis and doing all the fun stuff again that I can't I can't do because I again I'm la- I'm labeled as as the staff. So. <laughs> I'm just, we're basically sitting down and I see everybody and they're like, you know, snorkeling and riding around the jet skis and, you know, having all this fun again, but I can't do it because again, I'm supposed to be working. So they're saying, you're supposed to be working. Like what, I felt like a slave in, in a sense, go like, what are you doing? Like get back, get back to, get (laughs) back to, that's a little dramatic, but get back to where you're supposed to be. It's very harsh working condition. Oh my God. I can't even with that. Very, very harsh working condition. So So Annabelle, is that third date still on? I mean, I want to know more about how you were a sex slave on a cruise ship with Katut. With 80% venereal disease running around. But So the second night I was, um, was actual was, uh, was Thanksgiving, weirdly enough. And usually I spend it with family. Everyone usually spends Thanksgiving with family. And you're supposed to, they had this big feast and this big gathering. You this had big a new party. family at this point. And exactly. I couldn't, they wouldn't let me eat it. Or they wouldn't let me at the, at the party because, again, same thing. I'm just not allowed to go out in public. I had to go. Someone, one of my friends, brought me down like this little tiny like plate of Thanksgiving because he knew the scenario, and I kept trying to tell him like, "Listen, I've got to get out of here. I need, I need to get out of of this area." But you, you can't. It, it, they, they're very strict about it. You're not in like lock up abroad. <laughs> you might as well be. Like no, you a tray. no. I know how seriously. Like really, you're, when you're in there, you're like you're not getting out until they come get you. Yeah, you, you can't just go. Oh, hey, I'm, they, they would throw. They'd probably have just detained me and thrown me in like a prison cell, which probably would have been about the same thing as what I was experiencing. So might have been better actually. It pro- honestly, it probably would. Okay, so, so you eat you eat so your he, scrotum Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, no. So he gives me the plate of, uh, like through the door, and he goes like, "Here, like I know you're having, I know you're, you know, having, having difficulties." <laughs> and I go like, "Yeah, like I, I am." And he goes like, "So, you know." And I hear like again like the big party, and everyone's like having fun. Like, oh, like is that Taylor? And like look through the door, <laughs> and I'm like sitting there like sweating like in the back of the ship. And he's like, "Oh, like whoa, like I thought this was supposed to get taken care of." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's supposed to." And like, oh, like well, maybe it should be soon. So. They give me the plate and I go back down there in the in the in the ship. I'm sitting on the bunk bed, and again, there's all these Indonesian uh, the Indonesians around me, and they're I'm on the the bunk bed sitting there, and I'm, I'm looking around, thinking of all the fun everyone's having, all of the fun I should have been having, and all of you know this cruise ship right was 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 terrible. I'm out at sea by myself. And I'm sitting there eating pumpkin pie, and I remember I just start bawling. Like, no, he broke. He broke. Crying. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm out at sea like, in a room. Give us like give us a reenactment. You're eating pumpkin pie. There's, there's it was like sniffling. Flakes of pumpkin. Like it was like it up. was like upper lip quivering, <laughs> sniveling. Tears so I'm sitting there like going like. <laughs> <laughs> and like again, no, they're no, like no, looking going, at me. No, they were like, I remember everyone was like looking at me, like what? They're like, yeah, this guy is definitely not cut out for C. Like couldn't you know, like couldn't couldn't make the cut. So because they're all like hardened men and they do this stuff, they like they go out on cranes on the side of the ship and they fix it. So okay. I'm sitting there. God, if you would have gone out on a crane on the side of the ship, I would have sort of made the whole. It would have been like the best. I would I, if I was you, I'd have maybe like make up that part Wait, of the so, story. And be like, so, yeah. So keep crying. So I'm crying, eating the food. And Katut all just thought it was funny because again he's he knows everybody. So it was two days two days of shit, and then finally the next day they go, oh well, like guess what? We we fixed it. You're, everything's all taken care of. But I, I honestly think I might have been like fit, emotionally you were scarred. Like, you were like Tom uh, went to Tom Hanks when they rescued him from the island. Like <laughs> I remember so, I find, when I got the room castaway. <laughs> Yeah, Castaway. I, I don't like think you, I, I like using Castaway references on this show. I don't know if you guys pick. Sometimes, like I use the one where they like bashes his teeth out with the ice skate. Oh God, yeah, that's a good one too. 
So, it's just, did was, you make like a little Wilson so you had like a white friend that you could talk to? It was Katut. Katut <laughs> was He made awesome. it up in his head. It wasn't even a real person. Yeah. That's, the, that's the end of the story. I haven't seen Katut in a while, but I actually have, I have my art badge and it says Art Stewart from USA, Taylor, and then I have photos. I need to develop them because I, I, I don't remember what Katut looked like. I just remember he was, he was a really t- short Indonesian I man. I think he was a figment was of your imagination. <laughs> And he's, I want to develop the pictures. Yeah, let's develop those. Those are from... So, Annabelle, we have a surprise for you. Date number three is a three-day cruise <laughs> with Taylor. Don't worry. I'll, I'll three get days us on in. a floating Walmart, a.k.a. cruise? Uh, I'm not a cruise how fan. Many, how many paintings did you sell after all of this? No, I don't think... I, I mean, the VIPs sold... I mean, there was. you got to realize, during the whole time this was taking place, it was... I think it was a seven-day cruise, and if it had have been the entire seven days, I probably would have jumped off the ship. You know, and I think they, that happens all, all the time where they go, we lost That's another one. a little one. dramatic. You got to eat pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. Like, it's not like you were like... <laughs> yeah, but it was... It and was, you only got like one or two venereal diseases, so... Yeah, it was like... It, it was... Yeah, I was eating pumpkin pie in the bowels of a ship when basically I was like shoveling coal into the fire to keep the steam engines going. I mean, all you got was syphilis. And like, we had a VD rate of 80% after Taylor left, it's 100%. <laughs> It was horrible. It was it was one of the worst experiences. But looking back, I think it's funny because a lot of people, when you go on cruises, they're so, they're they're sold as so much fun, and you see all these smiles. And now, whenever I see a cruise commercial, all I can think of is sadness. Well, you just killed every possibility of us ever getting a cruise sponsor. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, that First is. Birthday, Why didn't you try to be like the auctioneer? Did the auctioneer do the cool auctioneer voice? No, they never did. Actually, surprisingly, a lot of them were from England, but they they never really. I did. feel like it was just a thing like with the group. They're like, well, let's just, let's just get rid of Taylor. Mm-hmm. Like Taylor, we're working on just like drinking and seeing your frogs. Like, oh my god. No, you know what? I think Can they you were doing it. like Titanic, like like Rose and like <laughs> Rose's mom was with like her whole posse in the corner, like oh, like they're like get out of here with like a water gun, like what you do to the cats, like. Sk- Get back! Get back, peasant! Fetch me a fork. I think they... I honestly... Now I think about it, they probably did do it intentionally to go, like, let's just see how long that he can handle. Like, we'll just let this play out. The fact that you saw them, they're like, we're working on it! We're working... Yeah, that's what they were. They're like, oh, yeah, like... We're working on it. Another Mai Tai over here. That is exactly how it was. That's what made it so difficult is because I saw the contrast of where I w- was supposed to be. It, you know what it reminds me of is uh, a Christmas a Christmas Carol where uh, – what is the guy, Jiminy Cricket? You, oh, no. That's you Tiny Tim? Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. No, no, the old guy where they take Ebenezer Scrooge and they like take him back and like this is how life could have been. Okay. It was, oh, it was a day. You were like ghost of Christmas past yeah. of like where your yeah, life exactly. could have been. That's what it was like. It was like they were sh- showing me like this is where you should be but you're not. You're in the bowels of the ship. So – all right, so that's the story of Katut. If any of you guys know Katut, please let us know. We're looking he's for He's my him. dream podcast guest. I had my sights set on Spencer, and now I... you got to have Spencer on again, and if you can find Katut... I gotta you tell you, him. between Spencer and Katut, I'm probably... I'm leaning towards Katut. I feel like he has so many stories. I feel like you need to get another cat and name him Katut. Katut and <laughs> Tuxedo. I think that one of these days, you got to have Taylor and Michael without me on your podcast. I mean, it's... I was jealous last time Lauren was on. I was sneaking in the we background. Know. We heard you. You made a. He like I know. Crashed. I want her on the podcast all the time. But and then you were just like pulling like a PK in Beverly Hills. Like he was just going back and forth. <laughs> Your podcasts are really funny. I I like the the chemistry between you and Megan. When I listen, I think, oh, I, I would love to. I would have said this. If like I imagine, I bet you'd be like, I would have loved to go out with Megan. No, no, I, like what I mean is like I imagine that I'm in in that, and I go, I would have, I would have, I would have add such good flavor or flair. Wait. 
So you imagine that you're Megan? You should do it. No, no, not that I imagine. You should do a podcast with us. I finally got a third microphone. The crystals are selling so well, I could afford a third microphone. That's cool. I love it. Um, Okay. Well, I'm going to go have a conversation off the podcast with Taylor about this story about Katut because I have a couple questions. We are off. If you guys want to check out Annabelle, you can find her on iTunes and tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Oh, they can find me on Instagram at Annabelle DeSisto, and they can find me on Twitter at Annabelle Lee 417 I cannot get over your Twitter name. It's, like, amazing. It reminds me of AIM. It's so embarrassing. No, I, I have eight bots of me on Twitter that started, like, years ago. Like, five years ago, like, when I was doing radio, I, like, people are like, well, which Annabelle are you? And I started getting complaints from comedians because there was, like, so many different bots, and, like, it's my same picture, and they, like, took... Like this one, I used to write like joke tweets, and they would take a couple of the real ones, and then they would just tag a bunch of people like spamming them. And Why so comedians would be that? like, "Can you stop spamming me?" I'm like, "It's not me." And it was like shitty enough as if like I have fake accounts. They had me in like Nebraska, and like no offense to like your listeners in Nebraska, but just like in weird places. I'm like, I can't even be in like Paris or any cool place. Like I'm in like Jacksonville. Like they couldn't even give me that. It's okay. Your screen name could be worse. It could be at Tales You Die seven two seven. Tales You Die is good. Uh, he kept writing. What did you do? He kept writing into the Instagram live, and Megan was just like, "Oh my god, there's this really annoying girl." Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> she thought it was a girl. Tales well, you she's die? like, "This girl's really obsessed with Taylor," because I guess he was just writing in questions about himself. Yeah, because I was just joking, Wait. and I was, like, sending, like, she did a podcast live, and I was commenting, and Megan just would kept, she, she kept scrolling over him, and I just, so I just kept going, like, she must not be seeing him. Because I, I was driving, and Megan was doing the Instagram live, so I couldn't see any of the stuff, and she doesn't know Taylor's. I don't know how it's possible that I've known you since you were 12, and you just get creepier and creepier, but it is. All right, you guys, subscribe to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. Rate us, review us, um, tell a friend. And with that, we will see you next week with another special guest, my sister. Thanks for listening to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app. Hey, this is Richard Marks, the host of Song Talks, right here on Podcast One. Every week, I will explore the impact music has on our lives through interviews with singers, songwriters, and other amazing guests about the classic songs that have impacted them. Check out Song Talks every Wednesday at PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, or subscribe at iTunes.